I'm Jay from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who podcast and part of the Gunny Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredible geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. Welcome to episode 234 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we talk about podcast takeovers. In this week's Better Podcasting download, we talk about international podcast gear delays. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we hear from somebody who finds a certain piece of equipment on Intuitive. Lauren, start the show now. I have a personal How I Save My Podcast story. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to an all new episode of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew and I am pleased to say SP is here this week, which is fantastic because of the fact that you're going to be away for a couple of weeks. So we still can make this happen. We can because, well, it's the magic of podcast. You know what else is going on? It's September 2020 as we're recording this. And that is like back to school, right? So better podcasting is basically distance learning for your hobby podcast. And that starts right now. We're in session again, as we are every other week. We're in session again for your hobby podcast distance learning. And just to be clear to clarify, I'm talking about the time that we record this. So obviously we're recording it in in advance and I don't mind dropping the curtain here on that just because we think it's important to drop the curtain occasionally and let people see a little bit about what exactly we do to continue the show happening. And yeah, so there won't be any gap with SP on this. If you're getting ready to be like, okay, I won't listen to the next episode since SP won't be on it. Uh, Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all taken care of. Be like he never even went away. Yeah, I don't leave my podcast for months on end and then expect to come back. I I don't know who would even do such a thing as that. I don't know. I don't get that. But hey, SP, guess what? Let's do a How I Say My Podcast story. Because if you didn't know this, we here at Better Podcasting like to let you share something that went wrong with your podcast and how you fixed it. And this is your opportunity to go in and Tell us a little bit about that. We can all learn from each other about some of the creative solutions that we have had to solve problems. And today isn't so much a how I save my podcast story. It's a how I save my podcasting story. Now, this is something that SP is a little bit familiar with that I've been looping him in along the way. And it's something that has been many, many years in the making. The long story short, is that I have for a long time neglected asthma. Okay, so I've got I've got asthma. As a kid, I was on puffers and things like that. Then you become an adult and you're like, hey, I'm in my 20s, I don't care. And then you get older and then you're like, hey, I'm in my 30s, I should probably smarten up a little bit. And I finally did something about my, my asthma, which was causing a problem with my podcasting. And this is mm. when I really like, you know, there's a hundred other things in my life that have have made me realize I need to deal with this. But the podcasting was what actually made me go seek, you know, medical advice because I was finding that on this show and the Gunna Geek show, 
I was struggling to get my points out. I was actually feeling winded as I was talking. Like I look back and there was news points that I was trying to deliver on the Gunna Geek show. And I was trying to catch my breath. And because of that, like I was at the point where it, it was hard to keep doing podcasting without having it treated. And so I finally saw a doctor, finally got that taken care of. And it has been night and day difference. It's been about a month or so that I've actually been, you know, properly treating it. And every podcast that we've done between then and now, like it's obviously getting better as, you know, weeks go on and stuff. But I just feel more myself, uh, more like I can actually get my point out without having to <gasps> try to catch my breath. And so I wanted to mention that, especially because this year, like for me, allergies have been terrible and there's been a bunch of other things. And, you know, maybe it's because I've been inside so much. I, I don't know what's going on. There's other factors, but that is something that it was a weird podcast related story, but I wanted to mention it because I didn't take care of myself and the hobby that I love, the podcasting that I love, I was struggling to do. And so I wanted to mention right now that I, I, uh, that's my, how I save my podcasting story. That's a good one. And congratulations for getting that under control. I have a similar story as long as we're going to talk about this, right? So I have not asthma, but I have a lung issue and I do have allergies and stuff. So it's aggravated throughout the year. And on Struggling Tribune, I had a virtual assistant. Her name was Heather and she edited the podcast for us and it was great. Well, I edited my own shows and Stephen, you edit the shows that we do together. And this was the only show that I had somebody that was not Stephen or SP that was editing the show. And she would always, when she returned the file, she's like, so you're wheezing a little bit this week, huh? And I'm like, no, <gasps> I'm not. No, <gasps> I'm not. You know, that sort of yeah. thing. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And so I had to take care of it myself. I do have an inhaler, an emergency inhaler. So I figured out how to try to fix that as well as aerobic exercise helps strengthen the lungs. It could be swimming, could be walking, running, biking, whatever. Aerobic exercise will help. Here's the other thing. It's 2020. So all this year with terrible allergies stuck indoors for most of the year, every now and then you get this dry cough from allergies or asthma or lung issue. And you're like, oh no, I've got it. I've got the Rona and there's no fever. There's no of the other things, but you're like, oh no. I've And, and you don't. And it's just, especially when you're my age, when you're at the ARP age, it, is a major issue. So I'm glad you're catching it earlier because it does regress as you get older. And to everybody that was hearing that over the last, you know, many, many years and going, he's just a moment away from leaving. I'm sorry. It's that's I took care of it. That's my bad. Okay. Well, we're glad that you are good and I'm glad I'm good. So yeah, that is uh, how I saved my podcasting. Sorry. If you have a breathing issue, you have a voice issue. If you have like the vocal polyp issue that's been in the news lately, get that taken care of because your voice is your bread and butter when you're podcasting, even if it's high podcasting, because if you can't speak, nobody's going to want to listen to you. While some podcasters may be driven by business needs, as hobby podcasters, we have to find another reason for podcasting. And this 
is usually tied to some form of fun, some form of enjoyment of podcasting. But what exactly is making up that fun? Well, one of the most common ways that podcasters have fun is by building relationships with other podcasters and also with listeners themselves as well. Sometimes this relationship building is with your peers in the podcasting world, and other times it's just a solid relationship with a loyal listener. Looking at you, Johnny Pennington, and all the other loyal listeners out there. I won't exclude, okay? When you build these relationships, they can, though, lead to various different collaborations. And one of those types of collaborations that sometimes come up is what's called a podcast takeover. The basic premise of this is that somebody is taking over a podcast for one specific episode or multiple. Usually it's just one. This could be somebody taking over your podcast for an episode or those relationships that we were just mentioning a second ago could be you taking over somebody else's podcast. This can be a really fun experience for everybody involved, but reality is that it has the possibility of just being a complete disaster, tanking, and possibly being even damaging for your persona and your reputation. Today, we want to talk all about podcasting takeovers, some of the considerations that you should have before doing this, and some of the ways that we think that you can take some precautions in order to make these work out properly. And let's start off by talking a little bit about what takeovers are. First, as mentioned, a podcast takeover is typically a situation where someone or some people, some podcasters, are taking over the hosting role or roles for a podcast. Some reasons that you may consider having a takeover include having to take a leave from your show, if you want to do some cross promotion, for example, perhaps you have a takeover of each other's shows. So it's you getting on somebody else's feed, them getting on your feed within your own shows. Maybe you want to do a content change up or breathe new life into your show. Just a little change up for your listener every once in a while. A takeover can be a great way to get new opinions and a new voice on your show with limited time commitment. It's like bringing in a new host for your podcast but without having to make it permanent. Which was this mistake that SP made because when we he started this podcast, he had asked me to come on and guest for an episode and then I just stuck around. As previously mentioned, there was a third person that was supposed to be on the show and we were going to edge out Steven and just that fell apart. So I was stuck with Steven. And finally, another reason that you might consider having a takeover for your podcast is just for fun. I mean, seriously, maybe it's just something that you think would be fun. You have no agenda, no desired outcome, and that's okay too, as long as you stick to the premise of the show overall that you're going on or that you have hosts coming on your show. More about that later. Although on the surface, the concept of a takeover seems like it doesn't offer a lot of variety, the reality is that there are a bunch of different ways that this takeover can come to fruition. And we want to talk a little bit about some of those things that will make up that takeover. And let's start off with one of the things that we talk about frequently on the show, which is all about prepping your podcast. We love the prep aspect. We think it's one of the most important parts of podcasting is preparing your podcast, which begs the question, who's going to prep the podcast? 
Is this something that you're still going to take the lead on the content development if it's your podcast that's being taken over? Or, or is it something that the host is going to do to help prep the show? There are pros and cons to both of these approaches. If you're the one that's prepping the podcast, then you're helping ensure that the episode is arranged in a manner that mirrors very similar to what your audience has been hearing all of these years or whatever, it's been months, hours, different episodes that they've been listening to up to this point there. Essentially, you're helping make sure that the listeners are hearing a show that follows the overall same flow. But when you allow that person that's doing the takeover to really do the prep, this is enabling them to better represent themselves and their personality and their style because they're essentially taking your show and doing what they want with it. Now, you could do a combination of both of these things. And this sounds very familiar, SP, doesn't it? Yeah, I have to go back to an episode which we dubbed Better Better Podcasting, which you can find at betterbetterpodcasting.com. We did an episode of Better Podcasting where we had Emily Prokop and Jason Bryant take over the show. Emily, Emily Prokop is a podcast editor, ePodcast Productions. Jason Bryant has the Matt Talk uh, uh, network of shows. And we talked to them about what they're wanting to do. And we gave them a little instruction on the format that we wanted them to do. There were listeners of the show already, so very little work we had to do there. But we let them fill out the core content itself. So whilst it was their content from their heart, it fit the mold that we wanted and it kept some consistency to the show. Another possibility for the content management is that you could do a bit of a split where you interject yourself into the podcast part way as well sort of like a commentary. Now, it's worth noting that both of us aren't the biggest fans of this method as we feel it significantly inhibits the flow of the person who is doing the talking, especially if you're constantly talking over them. Now, if you're doing something that is evaluating a bit of audio, whether it's a music bit or if it's a speech or something like that, that's one way where you'd want to interject commentary. But if you're literally interjecting commentary into your own podcast, it does take away from the flow. And I would recommend not doing it, but some people do it. Yeah, that that's one of the things that for me as a listener grinds my gears. Someone's playing something like an audio clip of someone who's got a profound point. And then they keep pausing it and interjecting in there. And then they keep going. It's like, no, I'm, I'm listening to that person's point. I, I want to hear what they say, right? Like, it, it just bugs me personally. But I guess everybody is different. You know, as an aside, if you're interjecting on yourself, maybe you're doing an interview and you're the one talking and then you interject in the middle of that. How can you tell which is the interviewing one and which is the interjection, it just gets really confusing. That's one way to look at it in terms of how confusing it could be to a listener. A good point. Now let's move on to some precautions that we think you should take while arranging a takeover. Now, first, what sort of pre-recording information needs to be passed back and forth between the person that's doing the takeover and the person that's having their show taken over? If it's your show that's being taken over, are there certain parameters that they need to follow? This isn't necessarily something like the structure we were mentioning a minute ago. It could be as simple as making sure that the host or the hosts know not to swear. If you're a clean podcast, you want to make sure that you're not having to go through later and do a bunch of bleeping. 
Another word of caution, who's going to take that final pass of the edit? Traditionally, it will be the person or the people who own that podcast that's being taken over, but there are situations where a takeover might involve someone else doing the editing. I want to give you an example of this. Years and years and years ago in a former podcasting life, I did a big cross podcast. Now, it wasn't so much a takeover, but in a sense it was because what it was was there was a bunch of representatives from a bunch of different podcasts that came together and we did one big podcast. Well, that was distributed as a big crossover on a bunch of different podcast feeds. Well, to save time, I just did the editing. I said, I'll do the editing. I'll send it to you. And everybody was cool with that. And they put it out. So technically, I edited their podcast for that episode in that sort of kind of takeover. So could be a situation like that. It really just depends on what you and that person that's doing the takeover have agreed to. And there could be some uh, repercussions by not making the right decision for your podcast. There is something that we think is important for you to keep control of it. Most situations, if you're going to be letting somebody take over your show, you shouldn't be afraid to edit it as you want it to appear on your feed, but you should be aware that somebody might take offense to something you choose to remove if they felt it was important. Ultimately, it's your show and it should reflect something that you're comfortable releasing. That's why we encourage you to be upfront with the people who might be taking over the show and let them know that they can expect editing and the final production will not be theirs. It will be yours. That is important to note. They might not understand that. They might not understand that you're going to selectively take stuff from the show or maybe inject your own voice into the show. But I think it's worth you being upfront to the other people, as well as if you're taking over a podcast for somebody else, I would expect that same courtesy. And if you're going to be doing a heavy edit or injecting things into your show, it's probably a good idea to give the person who took over your show a preview. This helps prevent them from being blindsided after the release. If they think something's really important that was removed, you can have a conversation. It might give you a new perspective and you might think about letting it back into the show. But if it's something that you've added and they don't agree with it, at least that gives them a chance to downshift and not be so defensive about it or maybe come up with a witty, witty reply. And there's a bunch of things in there, but I think it's worth being upfront with somebody. You don't want to blindside somebody that is essentially doing you a favor. Another precaution that you may have when you're thinking of arranging a takeover is considering what sort of impact this could have on your audience. Is this something that the audience is going to like or potentially like, or is it something that you're pretty sure with a little critical analysis that they're not going to like? For example, if you've got a podcast that has a more serious nature and it follows a very formulaic outline, that might not lend itself so well to someone coming and doing a takeover. But if you have a history of trying new things, trying new bits or gimmicks or shticks, this might be a perfect candidate for a takeover because your audience is used to hearing these sort of things and these sort of changes on occasion within your show. You really should ask yourself this question in regard to the person that's doing the takeover as well. Do they have a history of presenting in a controversial manner? And if so, are you okay with this? You might be. Do they often present an opinion that differs from yours? 
this could be jarring to the audience, which is listening to your show because they follow a similar line of thought that you do. Of course, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that someone that does share a different opinion might be a good way to get a differing opinion on the show while you still be authentic to yourself, because you're not going to offer that opinion if that isn't something that you don't agree with. So it can be a way to get that differing opinion on your show. And lastly, are you prepared for your audience not to like it whatsoever? We'll expand upon this in a few minutes, but you need to set yourself up that the audience might not really enjoy the episode. So this takes us to our next category. What if you're being the one who takes over a podcast? Well, we've got a bunch of suggestions for you here, too. Like we said, participating in a takeover can be a really fun thing to do, but it's important that you don't let that cloud your judgment. We think that there are some really important considerations to be had, starting with one of the most basic considerations. Are you comfortable with affiliating yourself with that show? When you make an appearance on a podcast, you are indirectly endorsing it. This is emphasized when you host an entire episode. If the podcast that you're going to take over is one that you regularly listen to, then you should be pretty familiar with the concept and the history of the show. However, if it's one that you don't regularly listen to, we would suggest that you listen to some of the episodes, sample some of the more recent ones, and hop back to see what some of the others used to be. This goes into prep time, too. You have to make sure that you have enough prep time to do this. Another thing that you should do is take a look over the episode titles and sample some of the descriptions to see if there is anything that catches your eye or concerns you. Sample those episodes. Make sure you understand where the podcast is coming from. And another thing that we would suggest you to do is to do a Google search with places like social media and communities like Reddit. You may find someone voicing a concerning opinion about the show that you can look into. Yes, Stephen. Can I Bing search it? You can search it however you want to. Matter of fact, I might even recommend that you use a few search engines to find out what's popping to the top in different search engines to see if there's something concerning that you are not aware of yourself. Now, this has happened to a few podcasters that I know of throughout the years, either with a show that they've guested on or maybe a guest that they've had on. But this is a whole new ballpark. This is you doing a takeover. So you, you are completely entwined with this podcast. So you better know what you're getting into when you do it. But even if this is a podcast that you know really well, one that you listen to every single episode every week, we think that it's important that we get back to that point that we mentioned a minute ago. Prepare yourself for the ridicule. This is because we've said it before, and I'm sure we'll say it again. A lot of times people listen to specific podcasts because they like those hosts. So if someone else is coming and taking over those duties, even for one episode, they might not like it. Some people might see it as you invading their personal podcast listening device or space. You're forcing your way into their ears, into that time that they had dedicated to have intimately with that podcaster. So if you are coming in there and taking over, they may not like that and they may not enjoy it, even if it's something that that host would have said themselves. So keep this in mind because there are times that people are just going to ridicule you 
even though you've done a fantastic bang up job. Another consideration that might be worth having is how you will be presented at the end of the episode. For example, is your information going to be filtered? And if so, to what level? Let's say the regular hosts disagree with everything that you've said. Are they going to interrupt your information regularly in the final edit to a disagree with what you've said? After all, they are trying to protect their entity and their brand and their message. This could take away from the message that you wanted to convey. And if that was the main reason that you wanted to do the show, how impact is that going to be for you? As well, what are the people going to think of you too? I mean, if they re- if the listener really identifies with the host and the message of the podcast, if you come in with a contrary opinion and you just get trounced on after you said your piece and you have no chance to rebut because you're not actually in the edit, then this is something that you should consider. And you might want to check if there's been previous takeovers to the show, if the host has a tendency to do that. And if so, you're going to have to put your rebuttal up front if you know the messaging of the show. And you could say, yes, I know that so-and-so is going to say this, but this is the contrary opinion. And this is why it saves face if you want to get in front of that audience. Because maybe, maybe you want to try to inform their audience that there is another viewpoint. They might not agree with it, but at least they'll know that there is another viewpoint. Important to know. In closing, podcast takeovers can be a lot of fun to be a part of, no matter which side of the fence that you're on. However, they can also be a recipe for disaster, so we wanted to prepare you for that. It's important that you take the precautions to help make these crossovers a success, And once you do agree to participate, make sure that they are offering a benefit to yourself or your podcast. If you're the one that is taking over a podcast, make sure that you think you have something to offer that audience. And if somebody is taking over your podcast, make sure that they'll offer your podcast something. Take precautions either way to best protect your image. And most importantly, have fun. Because that's what we're about in hobby podcasting, having fun. And Stephen, have you ever done a podcast takeover? Do you think our audience has done a podcast takeover? Well, if they have, we would love to hear from you. And you can get in touch with us through any of the ways. You can tweet us at BetterPod. You can come to Facebook.com slash BetterPodcasting. Email us with a video clip or just an audio clip. That's fine. To podcast at BetterPodcasting.com. We say video clip because we do have a full video companion to the show Or come to our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. There is a Better Podcasting channel there. We would love to see you over there. And you could share your story about the podcasting takeover that you did, which we are happy to announce that the next episode of this show will not be a takeover. This is the Better Podcasting Download. Let's talk something that's near and dear to my heart, SP. This is something that we thought was worth a mention right now because there is a lot of things coming out in the different gear worlds that do tie into podcasting in various ways. And it was worth a mention because we have a lot of American listeners to this show. We see the stats. We know that. But we also have a lot of non-American listeners as well. And of course, if you didn't know this, I am Canadian. 
contrary to the rumors in our Discord server, I am indeed 100% Canadian. So I see these sorts of problems all the time that we're about to talk about. Which, by the way, Canada is in North America. So you're by fault, default, an American. I am not from the United States of America. Is that better? Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> is that better? And we're talking today about gear delays because there is a lot of things that are released and they often release first in the USA and the other regions like Canada and other international areas have to wait a little bit. This is sometimes phones like Right now, one of the phones that I've been eyeballing for a long time is the Google Pixel 4a that was originally released in August 20th this year in U.S., but in Canada, it only went on sale yesterday. Yeah, we're recording this early, which was September 10th in Canada, and many carriers have many delays with it as well. But podcast gear is the same sort of situation. I talk all the time with SP about releases of podcast gear. And whenever there's something that catches our eye, that comes out, that seems pretty neat, we often talk a little bit about it, even if we have no intention of buying it. And the reality is often in Canada, I have to wait. Here's a good example of this. SP, you just made a purchase, didn't you? I did. And I'm going out of town for a couple of weeks. And one of my issues I have with podcasting is I am all set up to record either through my Samsung QTU, my Audio-Technica AT2005. I also have an ATR2100. I can record that XLR into my Zoom H5, which I take with me, and then connect that USB into my laptop to connect to the other end. Stephen and I have done this a few times. Stephen has traveled before, and he's podcasted that way through hotel rooms. I have done that through hotel rooms. Neither of us have traveled too much in 2020. It just happens that I'm going to go see some family here for a few weeks. So I am in that mode again, which none of us ever thought we would be in in 2020. So I was thinking if, if I want to do an episode of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the road, one of the issues that I've had with doing a live production of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the road is I haven't been able to get my soundboard into the live recording. I can add the sounds afterwards. That's fine. But the live listener is robbed of the experience because you don't have the bumps, you don't have the soundboards or anything like that. So one of the ways I thought about getting around this was using an audio interface. Unfortunately, some of the audio interfaces drivers only allow the left channel. If it's a two channel audio interface, only allow the left channel to get in to the audio stream or the video stream. So I'm back to square one where I really only have one microphone, one channel that I can get out to everything. And it's just the same as, as using the setup before. So why put that extra level of complexity in there? So I have been thinking a while about getting another piece of gear for that mobile niche. And we've seen some along the way, Rode Procaster, Rode Pod, what, what is Rode called again? The Rodecaster Pro? The Rodecaster Pro, as opposed yeah. to the Rode Procaster, which is the microphone. Right. Okay. So it's the Rodecaster Pro. It's too big for me to travel, especially light with a backpack. And there are other issues with it that I just don't want to go into right now. It wasn't the perfect piece of gear. There was the Zoom L8 and L12. 
also not ideal to be small and compact and have an ability to integrate a soundboard. Well, Zoom just recently came out with the Zoom H8. We talked about it last week in the Better Podcasting Live, so you can hear more about it then. But I was able to grab it, and I was able to grab it one day shipping. So here it is in the case, the Zoom H8. I have it in my hand. Steven, when I posted a picture of this in our Discord server, immediately went into the Canadian gear stores. And what did you find? I can't find anywhere to order it right now. They all say out of stock, which means it probably hasn't been officially started to be distributed in Canada. That's just what they say. So I'm not saying it doesn't exist. There could be somewhere that it does. But at the moment, um, the go-to places that I usually look, I don't see it anywhere. And that's not uncommon here. This is something that we've experienced many, many times before with the other things that we've talked about over the years is often gear is first available in Marca. And by the way, Marca is not America. It's Marca. So that's the USA as opposed to outside of Marca. So I, I think it's worth mentioning right now that if there is something that's new and shiny and exciting, your international, the non-US audience may not get it for a little bit. And so they might be sitting there and all sorts of jealous of your purchase. But it goes a further step. New gear can be expensive. And so I think we want to take this moment right now to mention that if you know someone that's waiting for a specific piece of equipment that they're just getting so excited to get it, try to still give them that new gear experience and don't spoil it all for them. If they want to open a conversation with you, try to you know have that and be honest and truthful, but also be aware that they might be waiting to tinker with their new toy and don't go and, and ruin all that new shiny fun for them unless you know that they're okay with it because new gear is really fun to play with sometimes and learn yourselves. So you should always be a little bit aware of that. But there are sometimes some benefits that come out with the non-US market. And I think the Rode Pod mic's a really good experience or mm -hmm. example of that. The Rode Pod mic itself was something that did delay coming to Canada as far as what I could see to order. I saw it was being ordered first in the US. Um, and then it took a bit to come to Canada. But for many weeks, one of the local stores, which is not that far from where I reside, had a couple in stock. And at any point, I could have gotten them. And I just, I chose not to. And then same thing with some of the bigger online retails also had them in stock while the US didn't. So while I did have to wait a little bit, there was more available in Canada at the time than there was in the States. So sometimes it is a bit of a trade-off and, and sometimes the, the smaller amount of people in the country does pay off. But uh, yeah, more often than not, I'm sitting there going, SP, SP, please tell me all about the new podcast gear. I'm, I'm upset. I can't get it. And as you pointed out, it's not just podcast gear. It could be camera gear. It could be uh, gear like you were saying, like smartphones. We are recording this mere days before the Apple announcement of the new iPhone 12. I am going to get an iPhone 12. I'm pretty sure I know which model, but I'm going to wait for the announcement in order to make my decision. And I'm going to order it because I am sore need to upgrade my iPhone 8 plus. However, I've known in the past that the launch for that Apple phone is actually delayed for the rest of the world. Sometimes they're able to do it worldwide. Like I remember the last launch of an iPhone, 
the first ones to open it and get it is New Zealand. So, you know, they show the pictures of this line in front of the Apple store in New Zealand. And, you know, it's all a big hype Apple event for doing that. And they, they get New Zealand out there first because it is literally first in the time zones for everybody else. But that's not it all the time, all the, the case, especially this year where gear is so hard to come by because of shipping delays, because of manufacturing delays, because of raw material shortages, the gear that's available is not going to be available world, worldwide. So this is going to be an issue. As a matter of fact, it's going to be an issue for the United States. The United States might not be the first place to get certain things, and it's going to rub some people the wrong way, but tough. The Americans have had the their cake and eat it too for quite some time and having the gear first. And I, I don't mind if another place gets the gear first, whether it's Australia, Canada, you know, wherever. It really doesn't matter. It could be China, as far as I care. It, it doesn't matter. The United States doesn't always have to be first. It's just a, an issue. And it's particular with podcasting because it is so gear intensive. Could be new microphones, could be, like I said, new camera gear, new computers, new processors. It'd be anything to deal with podcasting. In this particular case, we're talking about a podcast recorder, but it could be anything. Have you ever been chomping at the bit to get a piece of hardware that you couldn't? Let us know a little bit about that. We would love to hear from you. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. This week in our Discord, we had Waffles say eCaster, which for some reason has no second E in it, so E-C-A-S-T-R, has just gotten video recording introduced. Haven't tried it out myself yet. At Yaweasel might have some words about that. And I guess at Yaweasel must be related to eCaster, which, by the way, is officially called uh, eCaster, E-N-N-U-I-C... A-S-T-R, but the domain is um, ecaster.com, so E-C-A-S-T-R.com, said N-U-Caster's video recording is brand new, but it's just the browser's video recording, so the question isn't really quality so much as how nicely it's integrated into the surrounding system. Hint, it's not. So I'm not sure if at Yaweasel is associated with that or not, but uh, apparently uh, Yao Weasel did know all about that. And uh, a surprise, Damien the DM. He was surprised to see Yao Weasel in there. So, uh, Yao Weasel, thanks for coming to our Discord. Thanks for chiming in all about that. And I look forward to finding out a little bit more about this because I have to admit, this was not on my radar at all, SP. I'll admit it. And you're usually up on the video recording softwares and stuff like that, but You usually try to go free. You're usually a cheapskate when it comes to that. So maybe that's why that's there. No, there's no excuse. Like the website says it's currently in beta. So, okay. Well, now you know about it. So we'll probably do a test on better (laughs) podcasting in the next month or so. By the way, current on our Discord server said, I've been slowly working my way through the BP back catalog. And I have to thank Stargate Pioneer for sharing the overcast ability to create and share a clip. I've been looking for an easy way to do exactly what this does. So thank you. Uh, it's not very cloudy today, so I'm not sure what, why we're talking about overcast. I'm confused. <sighs> R.I.P. Clamor. 
<laughs> no, seriously, these are the kind of fun little things that you do sometimes here when you're in the Discord or when you are listening to the back catalog. But if you have something like this that you think would be helpful to the audience, get in touch with us through any of the ways because there are people who are looking for these little tips and tricks. And so tell us about it or come to the Discord and we'd be happy to share that as well if we think it would offer value to the audience as well. Now let's get to that one we teased at the beginning of the show. This came from Damien the DM and he said, gotta say, in response to the how I saved my podcast this week, actually recording with the L12 was not all intuitive. And yeah, I gotta say, this is for sure the case with either L devices, the L8 or the L12. They're very great at what they do when you learn them. The L12 video that I did on YouTube that did a walkthrough that still gets lots of comments and got lots of views and things like that. I expressed that right from the beginning. It is a steep lear learning curve. But as soon as you get that, as soon as you're there, it's easy. But the, it's really, really hard to really wrap your head around that if you've never done anything like a digital mixer before, especially because the L12 itself doesn't have mechanical faders. So there's a whole digital light thing to help show you where your levels are set per channel. So if you're in a situation where you do have volumes being changed every week, it's very, very complicated. Um, until you understand it, then it's easy. And that's really the best way for me to, to put it. So 100% agree with you. Um, this is something that we've talked about quite a bit um, with the L12 before. And I, I, if you have questions, ask me. I'm happy to do my best to explain. But my experience has been, and I've talked to a couple of people who've had it since, you almost just have to watch some videos. I'd recommend mine. Uh, and, and then get your hands on it and try it out. Absolutely. And you're Review and your experience is one of the main reasons why I don't get one. It's one of the reasons why I didn't get an L8 or an L12. I am still in the market for a piece of gear like that. I just haven't seen one that I feel comfortable actually obtaining. So we'll see when more gear comes out this year and next year on what I'm going to buy. Ultimately, I'm going to buy something because my Mackie mixer and the Zoom H6 that I use in the studio is going to go bad at some point. So I'm looking for that next gear to move up. By the way, Stephen, we also talked about graphic design in the Discord because Ingenious One said, I used to dabble in graphic design, so it's nothing new to me. But it's been a while since I've done anything and I don't have Illustrator anymore, which would be my software of choice. I found Canva to be simple to use and enough options to create decent designs. And I've heard that a lot, that Canva is very intuitive for a lot of people to use, at least for a logo. I don't know if I'd want to be doing like we do here on Better Podcasting with the extensive graphic design. I don't know if I'd want to do that on Canva. But I knew a lot of people do a lot of stuff on Canva and Damien, the DM piped up with affinity uses affinity and Steven, you have experience with affinity, extensive experience with affinity, actually. Yeah, uh, my first experience with an affinity product was affinity photo, which is another person, another company's Photoshop, basically. And uh, there are, you know, some things in it that I think show that it is new, but 
it's overall been good for me. Um, for my personal use, my my uh, personal computer, I have not had a, an Adobe subscription for years. I converted over to Affinity Photo for graphics design, and I liked it so much that I decided to try Affinity Illustrator. Sorry, not Affinity Illustrator, Affinity Designer, which is their sort of version of Adobe Illustrator. And then just because I wanted to support them and, and you know, they did have a sale going on as well. I bought Affinity Publisher, which is kind of like the Adobe InDesign. Haven't really had a chance to play much with that, but the other two all the time. Yeah, like I said, there are some things in there that you go, wait, why, why don't you have this feature? But there are other things that, interestingly, I have seen Adobe now roll into their products in the recent years. And I do watch both of them because for my work, for my day job, I do for work have a subscription for Adobe. So I, you know, go back and forth. And sometimes my brain has to think extra hard to remember which one it's in. But uh, yeah, you know, for, for home, I have to say, I still get giddy whenever I use that. And uh, yeah, if you listen to Better Podcasting, the latest episode of the live chat, I touched on that briefly, just a little bit more about that. But they're they're good products, good products. That'd be live chat episode 16. And also as a little teaser, I have begun discussions with a graphic designer and we will talk about it in the future. I don't have anything to report right now. I'm not even going to say who I'm using or why or what or anything like that yet, but I am going through the process of using a graphic designer because I want to know what that's like for somebody that doesn't have a Steven at arm's reach to say, hey, Steven, can you do this graphic for me? Or just figure it out for myself. If I don't have the time or desire to do that, and I know a lot of people in hobby podcasting don't, so they go out and they have to buy the services. And it we'll talk about it later, basically. But I've started to go down that path as well. So there are two paths to graphic design. And we're going to talk about them all in the future. Awesome. Well, that's going to take us to the end of this show. Before we wrap up, we want to remind you we're part of the Gunna Geek Network. The Gunna Geek Network has a bunch of amazing geeky content on it. If you want to check that out, check out GunnaGeek.com. And if you would like to check out the Better Podcasting live chat episodes, go to BetterPodcasting.com. You can find all the information there. That's the show where SP and I just talk podcasting raw and real, unedited, and just sometimes we talk about lunches because he's done that before. Food is good, especially when you're hungry and losing weight, by the way. It's, you know, you just get hungry. For sure. So for episode 234 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, please do come to our Discord server. It's betterpodcasting.com slash discord and i'm sp santa hope you're having fun with your podcast if you need some help you know how to reach out to us we'll be glad to help you see you guys next time bye thanks for checking out another episode of better podcasting you can find the full back catalog of better podcasting at betterpodcasting.com if you're into geeky podcasts Please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.